mission to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Synonauts! Hey, this is Ian. And this is Catcher. And welcome to another episode of Synonauts Exploring the Criterion. Uh, This week, the boomless summer continues with very, very special guest, great friend of the show, uh, podcaster extraordinaire, co-host of the movie mixtape, Marcy Dale. Marcy, welcome. Hello. Thank you both for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I do miss Boom, though, so I just want to say hi, Boom. Can't wait till hi, you're Boom. back on the show. She does listen. Okay. Uh, thank God. So Somebody does. Going on. <laughs> uh, and Marcy is joining us this week to cover what was our 100% YOLO choice uh, that we added at the end of last week's episode, which is Dan Trachtenberg's Prey. Oh, yeah. Big, big movie that took... Uh, the internet by storm with this surprise like hulu drop for this predator prequel um but before we get to that let's catch up for for those who don't know or haven't listened to the movie podcast yet marcy please tell us all about it oh yeah okay so um uh dirk good friend of also this show as well he is from uh i guess you guys all met through paper keg uh slim's Mm -hmm, original mm -hmm. podcast and then i met dirk through 70 millimeter uh, which is another podcast discord we're all a part of. So we uh, started a podcast. Uh, we started planning, I think, last fall, and then we launched in January. So uh, called the movie mixtape. And the theme or the idea is that, you know, like when you would make a mixtape for your friends, um, you put your favorite songs on it. So essentially, we're just doing that, but with movies. So we're picking movies we really enjoy and sharing them with each other. So we have different uh, mixes and we go, we pick one for each other, and then we pick a brand new one or a shared one. And then now we're inviting some friends on. Uh, so we'll have to get you guys on here. We do have Boom lined up. That's a little bit of a spoiler. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Boom's always the first one invited out. Always. 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 Without a doubt. Can you deny it, though? The star I power? I know. It's hard. It's hard to <laughs> deny the Boom army because it's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This month, y'all are doing uh, animation. So you did Princess Mononoke. Mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon, Spider-Verse just dropped today. Today's Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and if you are not a subscriber of the podcast, if you search the movie mixtape on Apple or Spotify and you see that insane, insane. artwork that our friend Mikey P yeah. uh, does on a weekly basis, mm, unbelievable. Yeah, Mikey P, thank you just so much. Like, I don't, I don't even know. He He offered to do artwork for us. I'm forever grateful for it because it's just beautiful artwork every week. He's, he's so good and it's like it's nice <laughs> that it's getting to on more eyeballs because it's like his yeah. stuff is so wonderful yeah my and mike is just like the best person to ever like just the sweetest human i've never yeah. met a nicer human being like in my life <laughs> i don't think it's it's yeah. crazy yeah. what can you tease coming down the pipeline for the movie mixtape uh so next and this is what boom should be on and also surprise uh it's gonna be with soaps as well so oh. it's kind of more of like a film hacks uh oh, okay in a way uh mm-hmm. so our next mix is um how have you not seen this so we're picking movies mm. that 
uh, you know, we feel like the other should have seen by now. So I think Dirk, I don't think he's going to get upset if I spoil this a little bit, but I think he has Mission Impossible picked for me because I've never seen it. Oh. The first one? He just yeah. seen the first one? Yeah. I've never seen any of them. I would really like to. Oh, and my. and now I've had to wait a while because he's like, no, 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 this is what we're doing. So you can't yeah, watch yeah. this. <laughs> and I don't want to say what I have picked for him, but we told Soaps and Boom, like, hey, this is what the theme is. Uh, yeah. You know, think of something good that you think either we should watch or or just mm. people in general should watch overall. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So that's the movie mixtape. You can listen to their podcast. It comes out on Tuesdays. Uh, really quickly, s- scanning your letterbox here. You know, I-, I always like to see what people are. We like talking about what people are watching recently. I noticed a slight change on oh, your profile. Oh, oh interesting. Can I, can I talk, can I talk about this yet I, or no? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I guess because uh, there is last- an el- yeah. There's an elusive tag next to Marcy's name <laughs> where it used to say patron. However, now it says crew. <gasps> what? Marcy has been updated, uh, up- upgraded. What, what's going on there? Is, uh, is there some secret that we don't, we're not allowed to know about yet or what? Um, I don't think it's that big of a secret, uh, but like a long time ago, uh, Matthew, who runs Letterboxd, I think we were in a live chat for 70 mm. millimeter, but just was like, yeah, if people want to ever help out or whatever. So I just messaged him. Um, it's a, it's like kind of like a moderator role, essentially, you know, just like cleaning up uh, reviews and things that get flagged and whatnot. And then Slim just has been really helpful with it. He got the ball really rolling for me. And so it's just like a little part-time thing. Uh, just help out when you can, you know, and everything. But I, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for yeah. the opportunity. Oh, yeah. I had my last day of training today, uh, oh. earlier. So yeah, now so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be I'm in there. I'm going to start trolling feeds <laughs> and just see how good you are. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> uh, and we've talked about Slim and seventy millimeter a whole bunch. He was on last week. But quick reminder: uh, we met. We all met Marcy um, in the Village Discord. Uh, make sure check that out. Seventy mmpod.com. You can hang out with all of us, and we talk in there. Four bucks a month. That's all it is. Yeah. Listen to great podcasts. Talk with great film lovers. All sort of stuff. Uh, and then finally, Marcy, you've watched some bangers lately in your uh, <laughs> recent activity: Father of the Bride, North by Northwest. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, which I still haven't seen uh, wow. on my list. I know, on my list. And then we come to Face Off, which is at, unfortunately, <laughs> three and a half stars. No. Thoughts on I Face Off? I was hoping we wouldn't have to talk about this, but uh, yeah, three and a half. I think that's pretty good, right? They say three stars is good, so three and a half is like good <laughs> It's better, it's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It is a perfect movie, but I'll accept three and a half. That's totally fine. Uh, any standouts, any new watches you want to call out or anything before we move on to Catcher? Um, I just really enjoyed North by Northwest. I've tried to watch it before. Just, you know, sometimes you fall asleep. It's not like mm-hmm. it's a bad movie or anything, but I finally finished it. Really good. There's a lot of hype around it, so I don't think it's my favorite Hitchcock ever, mm. but it is very good, I will say. I, ha- I haven't seen it in forever, um, but it is the first Hitchcock uh, I ever watched. And my mom, there's to be... A theater in Palo Alto, which is like 20 minutes, 30 minutes south of where I grew up um, by San Francisco. And they had like an old movie theater. And in the summer, they would have an organist play and they would play like old films. And North by Northwest was the first movie I saw there. 
Uh, awesome. And that was like one of, that was the first Hitchcock I ever watched. So I have a very fond memory of that. However, I like, I don't remember too many things. I remember like the iconic stuff. Yeah. Um, But like the minute details, I, I don't remember. So I'll, I need to add that to my watch list. I need to rewatch that. Yeah. I think that'd be a good point. one to rewatch. It's got to yeah. be in the Criterion, right? I actually, is Hitchcock in the Criterion? Must- yeah. Actually- so my favorite Hitchcock I know for sure is. So my favorite okay. Hitchcock is Notorious. And I know mm. 100% that's, in the criterion because i thought about okay. purchasing it a couple different times i felt like i feel oh, like you yeah. would have a box set maybe or something but that would be yeah really they do awesome. have a box set but it's out of print so they oh. haven't reprinted them so that could be the reason so the thing i haven't seen but yeah there are they are in there okay the masterpiece collection on blu-ray limited edition oh, oh yeah okay, okay. Yeah. But they are doing those really nice 4K remasters and i have psycho and i think danny has said he loves it a lot mm. and the 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 4K remasters are doing right now are pretty top notch, amazing. So, yeah, recommend going that way also. Um, Catcher, yes. What's new with you? Have you watched anything? I watched two movies this week. Uh, I'll go bad first, best second. Uh, bad first. I went to see, uh, what's it called? Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh <laughs> Lord, yeah. Um, Emma surprised me here uh my parents and my grandmother came my parents my grandmother are here Mm. for were here for a week and uh they came in for one night they had dinner the next morning they came into the kitchen just saying hi while we were prepping work and they distracted me and in from behind me pops up emma total surprise um totally blew me away super stoked so we got a couple nights off um and so we decided to go do dinner and a movie and the only thing that's mm-hmm. playing is this movie where the crawdads sing because I only have one theater here. Uh, right. Luckily, it wasn't Super Pets, so that, I'm thankful for that. Um, but this movie mostly is sucks. It mostly sucks. Like it's a great story, interesting story, interesting premise on the face of it, but uh, execution is just lacking a lot. It just mm. it's mm. a lot of tell it not show it you know and um things are not very i don't know subtle it was just which is a shame i've heard the book tara loves the book like it was on the bestseller list for a really long time so it sucks the movie didn't yeah i could see that because like when you're left at the end you're like whoa like it's kind of got one of those like um gone baby gone sort of endings where the ending happens and you're like wait what Mm. um and it's sort of like that, but it's just the execution of it just lacks so much. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, yeah, no, I would say no, don't see it. <laughs> I think that's how I feel. Um, then the only other thing I watched this week is a movie called Be My Cat. A, f- saw that. a film for yep. Anne. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I'm following this director from, I think he's from Romania. Mm-hmm. on Letterboxd for some reason. And uh, he started posting five stars re- reviews for this movie that I get he's directed. So he's directed a film. And so... And he's he's five banging himself? Yeah, exactly. Just to nice. trump up support. So <laughs> sure. every day is All like right. another Can't five star that. review for his movie, right? Just yeah. being like, right. hey, please go on IMDb and rate this. Please, you know, let, rate this island, whatever. <laughs> so I was like, right. you know what? I respect that. I'll go check it out. It's on Tubi. Yeah. It's free. Okay. And it's a okay. found footage horror movie. So I was like, well, this is right up my alley. Like, what 
what's this about? And basically, he stars essentially as himself, as a documentary filmmaker who is desperate to get Anne Hathaway in his own movie uh, and proceeds to sort of start creating this film. And he hires all of these actresses uh, to sort of play Anne Hathaway in these cheap versions of the movie he wants to make with Anne Hathaway. Does that make okay? okay does that make sure. sense? He's like sweeting Anne Hathaway. Correct. Exactly. So it's just <laughs> okay. like, hey, okay. I want you in our movie. So the whole thing plays off as sort of like a video letter to her while also sure. showing his abilities as a director and why she should work with him while also acting out these scenes. Um, and then as things move forward, um, a sort of dark, sinister side to him slowly becomes revealed. And the things he okay. starts doing it's cr- it's it's crazy it's it, it's amazing it's so meta because it's him as the guy directing himself yeah. as a guy directing himself for a video for Anne Hathaway that is it's yeah it's nuts but um okay it uses found footage in a special and unique way it clearly was made on very little money um but to its benefit um and i think it's I think found footage has become like a lazy format. And I think this just invigorates it in a way that like you won't be able to do again. And I'm just, yeah, it was amazing. Really cool. Wow. Okay. Okay. Be my cat, a film for Anne. Be my cat. It's crazy. It's yeah, Yeah, it's a time. 3.2 on Letterboxd right now. And it's a horror movie. So I think we've talked about sometimes that's, you know, you got to know your audience, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. No, I have never heard of that. I might have to check it out yeah. now though. Yeah, seems I don't even know why I'm following this guy on Letterboxd, but I'm stoked <laughs> he was because this is awesome. And he's also made a second movie um that I want to watch. It's about he stars as himself again, but I guess it's a different kind of character with his wife, his actual mm. wife, and it's like the end of the world and they're sort of prepping for it. So mm. I'm I'm okay. I'm stoked to watch that as well. Nice. Yeah, good movie. Well. Uh let's see, on my end. Uh, I finally got around to Moonfall. Oh, yes. Uh, awesome. Oh, wow. uh, you all know I'm a fan of like trash action mm-hmm. apocalypse disaster movies. Even for me. <laughs> a bit much. Moon, Moonfall was a stretch. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, for some reason, it was like two and a half hours long. It could have been like what? an hour 45. Easily. There's like a whole C and D storyline that just did not. Literally, if they release a, a second version of this that just cut out these additional storylines that take place completely separate from the three main characters and almost have no relation. There is, but you could make it way tighter. This would be an easy four banger. It's so insane. Uh, (laughs) But it just drags when it cuts away from like the main action. And then I don't want to spoil it for anyone who really wants to watch a wild movie. So the first two acts is pretty like standard you know, Roland Emmerich disaster movie affair. Like all the beats, all the beats are there. And then the third act takes such a left turn. I like was kind of like, holy shit. Like I was like, damn, if they had like kind of <laughs> wove this in a little earlier, I would have been fully locked in. Uh, it gets like, it's not necessarily good, no. but it's so, nothing is hinted. Like the third act <laughs> just completely shifts like what is happening in the movie uh but it's great it it was super fun to watch um so if you're you know bored and want to kill time i I would recommend it it's a fun watch and if you like disaster trash action movies uh 
shameless action movies like I do, then give it a whirl. Um, and then the other thing I want to call out is we finished um, the documentary The Catcher actually turned me on to, The, the Anarchists oh, on HBO yes. Max. Have you heard of this, Marcy? No, I haven't. So it's a, did you finish a catcher? I have. No, I, I think there's one episode okay. left. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I won't spoil too much of it anyway for people Marcy hasn't watched, but it's a six part documentary on, on HBO Max about these group of uh, anarchists who like move, all move to Acapulco in Mexico and like try and create an anarchist haven. And they create uh, what's called Anarcapulco, which is like an anarchist annual festival. And it's like this documentary documentarian goes there six years in a row and becomes friends with these people. It just basically like covers these, like the lives of these people over six years. Uh, and it is completely like insane and insane to the, to where it's like, you almost like, you don't feel bad for these people because they're all incredibly stupid and so misguided and how they're like approaching these things. Um, definitely, definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's like a pretty iconic, like white people at it again, uh, documentary. <laughs> it, it is essentially like the, a retelling of how America started. Like we don't want to pay taxes. We want to make our own free land. And then yeah, all wow. the chaos that comes from a bunch of people who don't like <laughs> rules, realizing that they need rules in their lives. And like, yeah. it's <laughs> humans need some sort wow. of boundaries and it's the yeah. lessons they learn when that's the case. It's fascinating to watch. Yeah. And there's like internal drama between yeah. the anarchists of like control of this festival and stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty fun watch. So, um, <laughs> would, would, would recommend that as well. White people at it again is like the most apt description of that documentary honestly, I've ever like, heard. Actually, TM, TM, TM. I think I'm going to make a letterbox list called white people at it again. Yes. And I'm just yes. going to, yes. I'm just going to throw all my favorite, uh, white people sucking movies to put in there. The, yeah. TM, TM. Um, all right. <laughs> Maybe I can make a podcast about that too. Yeah. Me and boom, just shredding white people oh my uh, God. in movies for two hours at a time. I'll be your first Patreon <laughs> subscriber. Um, all right, but let's get into, uh, pray. So, uh, pray again from 2022 came out a couple weeks ago on Hulu directed by Dan Trachtenberg. According to letterbox, they hunt to live. It lives to hunt on the great plains of 1719. Nehru, a fierce and highly skilled Comanche warrior, sets out to protect her people when an unknown danger threatens them, but the prey she's stalking turns out to be the highly evolved alien predator, capital P, with a tech technically advanced arsenal. Um, so obviously it is, a, it is a prequel to the Predator series, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Some popular lists on Letterboxd that this movie is featured on. There's some good ones. Uh, what happened to my sweet girl? Question mark. It's a good one. Uh, feminist, also good. Uh, I fucking love aliens. And then my, my personal favorite, all uh, in quotes, good for her. <laughs> uh, so again, if you haven't watched, you want a little sense of what the movie's about. I think those are pretty, pretty apt uh, letterbox lists that this falls into. However, this was subtly Catcher's pick. So Catcher, please take it away. My pleasure. Uh... Everyone, let's get in our time machines. Uh, all the way back to 2016, where Dan Trachtenberg had sort of started to, coming up with this idea for a, a Predator sort of prequel, sequel idea, um, which he pitched to the studio around, sort of around the same time, uh, 
that Shane Black was prepping his 2018, we believe, Predators, the title of the, that. The Predator. The pre- I think it's it, The Predator? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so this was happening, and it actually, like, sort of got greenlit quite quickly, and things were moving pretty fast. And uh, I was listening to an interview with Dan Trachtenberg, and he was basically saying um, the the studio saw this movie as sort of like a Rogue One or a, a sort mm-hmm. of solo film mm-hmm. in a new Predator trilogy. Um, so they were all very excited. Things were going well. And then just as things were just about to really ramp up and really move forward, uh, it was close to the release of the Shane Black movie, and they were like, okay, let's see how this movie goes. If this does well, then we'll definitely greenlight this and move forward. Does not do well, and uh, <laughs> Fox is gobbled up by Disney. So the movie basically gets shelved for like a year. Um, and then one of the new execs that had come in during the merger finds this script and is like, this is brilliant. We Why are we not working on this? Um, gets that back into the running calls Dan gets everyone going and then they start moving all steam ahead on this film um basically Dan Trachtenberg sees um this film as a means of getting back to sort of the original roots of the Predator franchise which was you know, like weak human versus technologically advanced alien and who comes out on top um and he talked about in this interview that um the original film in a weird way is a comment on like machismo and how that is not necessarily like the best way forward. He gives an example that like the guy with the Gatling gun is the first person to be killed Mm. in that movie. Mm. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it's about sort of like letting that stuff go and embracing that, that gives Arnold the, like the most macho man in film history, maybe the opportunity to defeat the predator. And so his idea for this was let's look at that same concept of machismo bad and from the flip side so in this case from a, p- a female perspective um I, I this movie's the best i love i love dan trachtenberg i'm a huge fan of his big fan yeah how is he only directed i mean he's directed a couple movies but like only two really major two solid bangers and 10 cloverfield lane fucking is awesome have you seen yeah. that marcy yeah and i am a big fan of it and i'm really shocked too. i think he directed a black mirror episode i think the one with wyatt russell in it i can't that's right yeah and also title. like the boys first episode of the oh, boys that's true oh, yeah he did. yeah oh okay so he does more tv types yeah of things. and then he was also on uh he was on the uncharted movie for a long time um for a long long time um he worked on portal uh, this portal uh like a there, short film a movie on YouTube. Portal? No, it's oh, like okay. a short. And that's what got him 10 Cloverfield okay. Lane was this amazing like portal short film. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been a fan of his. He was on a, a totally rad show many years ago, a podcast. And I was a huge fan of his then. And it's just like, yeah, I'm a little biased on him. I just think he's wonderful. <laughs> um, but so mm-hmm. I guess my, my only question to you guys, just to get this going is like, what, how did you, how much did you love the film and what did you love about it? Tell me, <laughs> tell me now. Marcy, please. Oh, oh, great. Well, thank you for asking this because um, I was really excited beforehand um, just seeing 
ads for it and posters for it. So my husband, Dan, is very into like Native American culture. <laughs> and we go to like this Native American Heritage Festival every year. He like makes arrowheads on his own. Um, he's really into like wow. making, making baskets out of pine needles. Like, no, this is like really like his thing. So he was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this movie. But I really like I would say like I love Predator, the first movie, but Predators, the 2010 movie with Adrian Brody. Mm. That's a surprisingly really fun movie. And I think that's where like my interest in the whole like story um, starts. But I love mythology and I love lore. So I was really excited to see how everything starts. And also like I, I also just love like Native American stories as well. And I and so Dan and I got to share this together and I was really excited to watch it with him. So Sure enough, like the night it came out, we we were watching it and it's it's amazing. It's a beautiful movie. I love the lead in it yeah. so much. And and there's a dog. So Man hate that. Yeah. I didn't even know this was a predator movie until like it came out and people started saying, I was like, oh, like I didn't even realize that. I've seen the first predator like a couple times. I think most of the time I see like the TV version, sort of similar to, to Robocop. Um so I like I like the original movie. I've never seen any of the sequels, so I had like no real intention of watching this, but then as the reviews were coming in and everyone was saying, Hey, this movie like actually slaps really hard. I got like more and more excited to watch it. Uh, and yeah, it's like amazing. Yeah. It, I, like I just kept thinking like, why is it so hard to make an action movie like this? Yeah. Like why are there so many bad action <laughs> movies and really good ones only just come like every once in a while. And this movie, like it was, it fucking rocked from top to bottom. <laughs> It looks so good. The CGI was incredible. Like, what's going on also with CGI and other places? Like, I have to know because everything <laughs> looked amazing uh, in, in this movie. And again, like, the acting uh, was amazing. It's so cool that they cast, like, actual Native Americans who are, you know... I know Amber Midthunder has done some, like, TV stuff here and there, but for the most part, everyone were, were pretty new. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just incredible. I loved it. Yeah, it's it's like absolutely bonkers to me, like because I've known who this guy was for such a long time, like in terms of like, you know, how you know people online. You don't really know them, but you watch their stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For him to just continue like to get so few chances to make movies, but the the two times he's made movies, to make movies this the this good, this well, like it is I'm always like, is is it possible? Is it possible that I'm just biased to this person? You know, like, <laughs> like maybe I just want him to succeed. But I was watching it again today, and it's like, no, no, it's not like it's this movie is so good. It's so lean. It moves through it so well. There's no, there's mm -hmm. never a wasted scene or shot or bit of information. Like everything gives you more information, and it just it's so smart. And I. Ian, like you said, it's crazy. To, like when you watch a movie like this, it's like, how, why can't we have better movies? And it's like, <laughs> I get that it's hard to make a movie and this is a miracle. You know, brilliant yeah. movies are miracles. It's so hard. Every time I think about the idea of making a movie, it's like it blows my mind. But yeah, it, there's just there's so this is so good. And it makes me. Yeah. Something that made this movie really, really good. And I got like a little nervous when the crux of. um What's what's the main character's name again? Uh, Naru. Uh, Naru, Naru, yeah. Naru. Uh, when Naru, like, she wants to go on this hunt because she sees, like, the predator ship flying by and, like, they said the flying bird's, like, the cue that she's going to go get, like, promoted to warrior status. 
when that happened, I got a little nervous. It was they were going to try, like, spend the movie, like, explaining, like, what this is. Mm. But the genius of it is that, like, in, you know, the ancient or 300-year-ago, 400-year-ago mythology, like, the explanation was that, like, you just saw it and that was, like, your explanation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't try and, like, waste time explaining, like, how it came from outer space or whatever. Like, they just saw it. It was her cue and, like... At the time, since, or I mean, you know, since uh, the, the Comanche people, I'm assuming at the time, like, you know, this was part of their mythology. It was like, oh, yeah, this is like just happening. And this thing is going to like fuck people up. And it was great. Like, it made <laughs> such efficient storytelling. Um, Marcy, did you and Dan, your husband, not the director, Trachtenberg, <laughs> uh, like discuss that at all or anything like that? No, we, we really didn't. And I kind of wish we did a little bit. But he did have so... Um, I'm so sorry. I don't know what part Native American Dan is, but he's a very small part of Mm -hmm. a certain tribe too. So he takes this stuff very seriously. And Mm -hmm. he did say like, he just thought everyone was represented really well that, you know, it's like, you know, that we're not getting our hands held during it. It's just, you're along for the ride. You're here, you're following it. You know, uh, there's a lot of like, they're speaking in Comanche where there's no subtitles at all, you know, and that was really cool too. And Dan just liked the way that the characters were portrayed. He thought they did a really good job. Um, even like, I think the one scene we really talked about that, like totally works as when she comes across the bison that the mm. fur trappers have all killed and she's paying respect to like the deceased animals and everything. And that's a big part of their culture. But what I loved about it and Dan, and I talked a little bit about it was, I think it's her mother. She's in her, um, you know, in her home with, and it's like, yeah, you want to go prove yourself to be this warrior, this great hunter, but it's not about killing the creature. It's about surviving. And mm-hmm. that's like the whole tone of her story. I feel like, and I, we both really love that. And I really love that. Yeah, and and hearing that line in context of what Catcher said, Dan Dan Trachtenberg's like interest in the original Predator series was was that it's about like the anti machismo. Mm. I mean, that's not about killing because surviving is like the complete anti machismo line. Totally. So that that's like pretty awesome insight um, into both ways. Um, something that was awesome is that when she gets captured by like the hunters, there are also no subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the French. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for the French because it's like. They're speaking in English. At least I didn't watch a Comanche version yet, but I do intend to. Mm-hmm. Um, they're speaking in English, but like it's assumed they're speaking in Comanche. Um, and so when they come across like the French uh, hunters, there's no subtitle because you don't know what they're saying. And that was mm-hmm. such like a awesome touch, like very yeah. very cool to keep that like confusion and like you on the side of um, of Naru, which I thought was like Chef's kiss, like a beautiful <laughs> beautiful yeah, decision. It's really smart. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah. This film, this film is just like full of just really like smart filmmaking choices all around. Like so many great use of like repeated imagery and uh, uh, like little callbacks or things like that, where, which are constantly informing the story. So it, in reverse of the film I was talking about earlier, where the crawdads sing, it's like everything <laughs> is showed, not told. You know, it's it's yeah. it's amazing when a film is like using the medium as intended, like it's using all of the things that you at its disposal to like guide you through a journey. Um, and it's just like such a rush watching a film like that, where it's just everything is firing on all cylinders and it's not only doing that 
the action is amazing all that stuff is beautiful but then it's like has things to say it's not a mm-hmm. it's not an empty movie you know this idea yeah. of everyone is going to tell you you can't do something and it's not always from a bad place sometimes it is from mm-hmm. a bad place sometimes it's from like society telling you go go sit and do what you're supposed to do and from mm-hmm. other people it's they don't want to see you hurt but at the end of the day it's like you need to go and do that thing that makes you the most passionate and it you know and even her mom goes through this idea it's like you're so good with um with medicine and helping it's like why turn your back on this thing that you're really good at and sometimes there's something bigger a bigger calling that you have um i i yeah i, I before I get to Marcy, I just wanted to call that I really love that even though this takes place in the 1700s um, and Comanches, like the bros are still bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> humans are humans, man. That's just like they still talk. They all like kind of have a like like broy tone to them and like what they're saying. I thought that was like pretty funny. I'm assuming it's by design, uh, but I I thought that was good. Yeah. Just like the bros. Uh, Marcy, what else did you like love about this movie? So I don't know if you guys felt this way too, but I got Terrence Malick vibes Mm -hmm. a couple different times, Um, especially like I love Tree of Life and that's what I kept thinking of watching this. But especially when she first comes out of like her home and that like first morning shot and and there's like moments of stillness and quiet in this movie too that also made me think of Terrence Malick. And I love that, you know, there's, we get these quiet moments too. Like this movie is nonstop, Mm -hmm. but I love that we also get some time to breathe too. And yeah. those are, and it's so immersive. The whole movie is so immersive. And I, I just, we were just talking about Princess Mononoke and that movie to me is very immersive too. And I, I just mm-hmm. love like, so got some Miyazaki vibes too as well <laughs> in this movie, you know? Yeah. Terrence Malick, totally hundred percent. I actually mm-hmm. wrote down uh, the introduction scene was like amazing cinematography, mm-hmm. like unbelievable, really like sets you up like where they are and all that sort of stuff. Um, but like in terms of like the, the quiet moments, like e- I noticed even in the final like chase scenes, like, um, you know, it'll be her chasing, but then it'll cut to an above where it just shows them like running through the field and yeah. then it's like quiet yeah. and like stuff like that. And those are all like really nice touches to give the viewer a break a little bit, but then also kind of show the scale of like where they're trying to run and where they're trying to hide and all sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very, very, very clever. The predator also like looks fucking incredible. Oh, that <laughs> mask! That mask is beautiful. Unbelievable. Yeah. I I think this is the best the predators ever looked too. Like, do do you guys agree yeah. with that? Because we rewatched the first one after we watched this, and it is really funny. By the time he gets his mask off in that original movie, like how goofy his eyes look, and it gets better as time goes on. But this this one looks really cool just really cool. and i'm so happy it's a guy in a suit mm. you know i'm yeah. i'm so happy it's not cgi it looks amazing yeah like you couldn't yeah. it would not look nearly as good you know uh, marcy famous uh fan of jurassic park like this is cool of jurassic park just yeah. you know keep it yeah. as uh keep it uh, real practical like, as possible yeah. and it's gonna hold up and look amazing yeah <laughs> yeah the, I, the, one of the the interviews i was listening to of him he was talking about how the actors that they got they lucked out because he was he's quite skinny and so because of that they were able to sort of like add this body armor onto him and the helmets and all this stuff and that allowed them to get a much slimmer uh predator than it happened before and like oh, his wow. head isn't as dramatically large as it has been in previous <laughs> films as well because they could sort of get a much smaller piece of like you know smaller material around his body which is just like perfect like he looks much less yeah 
bulky and strangely bulky. proportioned. <laughs> he or yeah, she, I guess. I the, don't know. The development of the predator in this movie alone is so fucking good. amazing. Like, like they introduce you right away. Okay, it's an alien falling from Earth, and then like as the movie goes on, the way they reveal just like more and more cool shit the predator can do is like like uh, like boss level in in the video game. Like at first, like okay, he's invisible. Okay, he's thermal. Like okay, he has these blades, and then like you know that moment where he pulls out the shield, and then he has the heat-seeking rockets, and then he has like all this sort of stuff. Like every, by the in the final act, every like five ten minutes, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, sick, sick, sick. Like yeah. I got like super excited, and again, not as some as someone who is not like a predator head or like <laughs> could name you anything other than like Arnold Schwarzenegger's in the first movie. Uh, it was so cool. So I imagine like hardcore predator fans must've been like losing their mind every time. Like he, he elevated and like showed off like a new, like special power. Um, did you have any favorite moments of those Marcy? There are just some insane kills in this movie where like, I mean, we're yelling, like, you know, like I wish we could have seen this in a theater, but it's so nice to be at home and yell at your TV though too. Be like, oh, did you see that? I think the guy in the net is really crazy. Yeah, it squished him. Yeah, that that was wild. And even just um, like that shield he has and and their their final fight, you know, Mm -hmm. him and uh, Naru and and like, oh, just what that can do. And you, oh, I don't know. It it was just some really cool shit, <laughs> like you were saying. Yeah, totally. I okay. I I noticed this thing, Ian, just because based on what you just said, in terms of like the boss, like leveling up boss battle thing, mm-hmm. I got some very like video gamey vibes from this movie. Like something about a lot of the visuals felt almost like video game cinematic, like in, in like yeah. the best way, not in a bad way. Like video games just seems to have like informed this film in a like a very like in a medium way like yeah like the, like horizon zero dawn yeah the way she like slides that, yeah. like under stuff you know oh, it's just yeah. like it feels like a slide mechanic in a video game or something you know and even the way she's like the both of them sort of parkour around the trees yeah like in that in those last bits yeah <laughs> totally like i was just like man imagine if he had actually gotten to direct uncharted instead of whatever we got like how amazing <laughs> uncharted might have been if with him at the helm just like makes me kind of sad. Um, yeah. But the visuals are just like, yeah, it, it is oddly unique, maybe because it's shot digitally and it, maybe they're not trying to hide it, but there was something about it that just felt like, yeah, only unique. Did you have a favorite kill? Hey, oh, the, the bear. Are you kidding? Yeah. That is, uh, that the is cra- the way that they like <laughs> build up from the beginning. Like they were like visually reveal him as the yeah. thing progresses with the blood little bit by little bit first it's just his, his blade then a little bit of yeah. piece of his leg but then the blood he lifts that bear up over his head and all the blood drips <laughs> over him. you're like this is the coolest movie i've ever seen like what yeah. a rad way to do that because it's yeah. still you don't really get to see him yet like but you do yeah. Yeah. and so it makes that reveal the actual reveal like on his face and the claws and you're just like oh it keeps it yeah. longer it's like the jaws like keep it from them right the, the jaws you know, thing. Like, yeah yeah keep you wanting more exactly uh my favorite kill i think uh unfortunately was like the wolf kill just because when he cuts the wolf open he grabs a spine and then just rips the spine up with the head with it like oh my god that's so badass yeah there is one kill though he gets rid of like one of uh the native guys he does this thing where he's one of the bros he's got one of the bros 
He's got like two <laughs> blades, and in one blade, he slices both his legs off at the knee, and then with the other blade, <laughs> at the same time, stabs him into a tree trunk. So he's like yeah. stuck there. I was like, oh my god, that's yeah. brutal. This movie's yeah. like horrifying in a way. Like it, it feels very like there are yeah, moments of like, horror, I mean, I think, actual horror. I think a lot of people would consider this a horror movie Definitely. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, um, man, yeah, it, it's so good. Uh. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Nehru, um, our our hero, a little bit. Again, played by Amber Midthunder. Um, as I mentioned in like the letterbox list and like that, you know, film Twitter, and people are touting this as like a like a feminist like icon movie. And uh, so, so Marcy, I'm curious does that does it live up to your expectations in that way? Do you think it's pandering at all to like women viewers, all that sort of stuff? <laughs> no, I actually really just, I loved it. And I, I didn't really look at it as feminist. I just thought, I just thought it was exciting that this is her yeah. story. Mm -hmm. We're following her from the get-go. I like that it's not like other Predator movies where it's like one by one people are going and you're down to like the last. And it, it is in a way, but it's it's done differently, if that makes yeah. sense. Like literally every other Predator movie, they go one by one. But like even like the bros you were talking about, they all go at the same time, you yeah, know? yeah. And I really loved her connection with her brother. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm so sad what happened to him. I think it needs to happen, though, to propel her story even further. But she was just amazing. And one of my favorite scenes in this is their final fight with the snow coming down. Yeah. And then you've got was his Was that snow or ash? I thought it was ash. Oh, but snow maybe, makes maybe more it sense. is. Okay, Either I don't way. know. Because it, it looked looks, like the trees yeah. were, like, burned, right? Oh, yeah, that could be true. Because I, I guess, like the uh the fur catchers or whatever yeah, yeah, the fur trappers said, yeah. yeah anyway but go on with like whatever snow ash and then the neon blood all going and it just it's she looks so cool yeah. i just loved her like and she's a character you love right away and i i just love i'm just so happy that we get this and it's it's so great because it is native american so it's like yeah of course we're gonna have a female lead like that's that makes more sense right you know we're like in the 80s it's like well it's going to be you know the big bulky yeah. white guy and like everything <laughs> so yeah um, yeah yeah like what's amazing like what i really love ab about like the, the 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 woman lead aspect and the fact that it's like about you know uh people of color um and all that sort of stuff is that neither it's not pandering to either which is honestly surprising considering it was directed by like a white dude um and like released it wasn't released by major studio but it is on hulu which is owned by disney so they actually like nailed two things that i would have been like cautious about going into it like there's no moment where she's like yes like as a mm -hmm. woman i can do this you know like they don't need to <laughs> yeah. say that because it doesn't matter right like you find out she is badass from the like very first scene and that's all you need to know to know yeah. that she can like pull off what she does and then on the flip side like nothing felt pandering to me about like the native americans like they weren't like it didn't nothing felt like overdone about like their rituals like or or the like the chanting or anything like that. everything like felt very like lived in as you as you said marcy and organic and then even like the 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 french hunters they weren't overdone also does that make mm -hmm. sense like yeah they weren't like coming in and just saying like a whole bunch of like racist like anti-native american shit to them right. uh or i guess native canadian i don't know where they're speaking in french so i guess french were all over the place anyway mm -hmm. uh but you know like they didn't come in like make it a like the joke wasn't that they were racist and like i don't think you even really got that sense you, you knew that they were racist and like pieces of shit just from like mm -hmm. knowledge of history mm -hmm. But everything was just done like very tactfully and very well to make you not even think that, oh, this is like 
a woman-led movie or this is about like people <laughs> yeah. of color, you know, like it yeah. just felt organic and, and, and it's really hard to do that correctly, especially in this age when like everyone is like very scrutinizing on both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Like people's like, Oh, like why are women doing this? And on the other side, people are like, well, this isn't like feminist enough. And I think when people try and pander either way, that's where they get into issues. But this movie is just written so cleverly and lets the movie speak for itself. Where like, I didn't even think about that one time yeah. and it makes it so much more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely playing on like, and it's, you know, it's playing with different themes as well. It's like, that is definitely like one of the stronger themes just in terms of like a person not feeling like, you know, they belong in a place they want to be at, you know, or not getting the opportunities, which is, it's a story about that, which resonates with like a feminist viewpoint, but it isn't a feminist message it's a message that like anyone in that sort of same situation can feel or has felt and like good movies are always like give you room to allow that theme or meaning to like touch you in a personal way and like that's Mm -hmm. what this film lets you do it doesn't have to hit you over the head because it's giving the audience enough room to like bring something about themselves to the movie you know so if you are a feminist and you see this as a feminist story if you are someone who just like feels like they're not getting picked for the team or something, you know, like the basketball <laughs> team, like that resonates with you. Like it's, it's just, it's right. A, themes can work in that way. The best films allow that to sort of like find you. Um, and yeah. there, uh, on that, I did have a note, um, by saying, is there anything better in a movie than waiting for assholes to die? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you know you know like that's one of the Mm best that's like the best thing of thriller and horror movies like when they capture her and like which again actually interesting like in my head i was like oh my god we're gonna get like a rape attempt scene or something like really like Mm -hmm. really like vile they're they were assholes but their intention was we're gonna bring you back to the village like it didn't go beyond that you know where i think Mm -hmm. a lot of movies would have been like let's have them try and kill her too for like you know fighting or whatever uh which i thought was a nice touch but like at that moment, I was like, these guys are all like fucking toast. And it yeah. happens right afterwards. And the payoff is so good. It's like, there's nothing better than seeing assholes get their comeuppance well, uh, in a movie. Well, even the native yeah. dudes that like won't let her go back and like are, are like right. controlling to her. It's like, you're like, mm-hmm. they punch her in the face, like, like clothesline yeah. her. And yeah. it's like that, though, that predator shows up and you're like, these guys are dead. Like this feels yeah. awesome. Like it just, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know exactly yeah. that feeling you mean, and it's spot on. It's a rush. And, yeah. and I love, too, even how she's, like, one step ahead of, like, with the fur trappers. Mm-hmm. She realizes because they're bait, the predator is not coming after her and her brother. She, so they're just going to stay there, chill, and watch all these fur trappers yeah. get, get it. Get and it. it's it's crazy. Like, just crazy. Uh, I wasn't able to catch. How does she not get attacked at the end where she says like he's coming for you he doesn't see me is it just because so she's not she, holding a weapon she ate that flower oh that, so it was the flower yeah what does the, fl- he what can't, does the he flower can't track do that, yeah i don't know other than like maybe it gets rid of like her heat yeah whatever some healing powers mm-hmm. or something because she used it on the one guy right. um to help heal him and then when the predator showed up he couldn't see that guy and she realized oh he can't okay. see that oh, so she eats a bunch when she catches the main 
for a trapper. And I love that speech she gives too. While yeah. she's like, yeah, like, you know, you think I'm not a killer, but I am. And and he doesn't think I am either. So that's why I'm going to kill both of you, like yeah. essentially. And she had eaten that. And then that's how she gets to shoot it in the back of the head. Cause he didn't know right. she was, yeah. Right. I, I love that scene though, too, where she knows he's invisible, the predator. Right. And she just kind of slightly like steps to like steps the aside. left. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean that the whole thing was amazing, but the really the the closing sequence and you talked about like the way her brother dies, like the way they set that up is so well done. How he's like before he dies, he like looks at her and he's like, "This yeah. is in for me." So he kind of knew that he was also right behind him before mm-hmm. um, Nauru knew, and that whole sequence is just like so cool. incredible. It's, yeah. It was like like beautifully written and 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 so well done. Yeah, and then she gets to say the same thing to the predator at the very right. end, like, "This is the end for you." Right. And this is the end of like your journey. And I, I love that too. Cause I, I didn't know at first what she was doing with the mask when I didn't she either. Yeah. set it up and I was like, Oh, okay. And then I love that the mud pit came back too. Cause I thought that was a really cool scene. Yeah. I got some never ending story vibes right. though. Like, like... Falcor. <laughs> oh no. Was it not Falcor? Who's, who is that? What's the name uh, of the horse that's I drowning in the that? horse's name? Oh my God. But it's yeah. traumatic. Horrifying, traumatic. Yeah. That's, that's that movie's nightmare fuel. That, that scene right there. That yeah. scene in the, Mud pit is so rad. The tension yeah. is so high because it's like not only is she drowning, but like you kind of get in a movie like this, you're like, okay, sure she's drowning, but she gets out. There's no way she dies yeah. here. The movie's not done. Yeah. So you sort of lose some of that tension. But the filmmaking at least keeps you tied in. But what's so great is you get the scene right before where uh she's visited like this field and there's a walk through this field which is like covered in all these skinned uh mm-hmm. like bison or buffalo or something yeah mm-hmm. and so she walks through the field and then the scene right before that is the predator at that same field so you know in a weird way like predator is close by so not only is she in danger from sinking in this thing but there's this added level of like predator could be here in any second so like mm-hmm. move it and now all of a sudden this scene is like twice as as intense because of it yeah and it's just like smart yeah. things like that throughout the whole movie where it's just constantly giving you just enough information to like keep you pulled in and and on the edge yeah, yeah. you're totally right though catcher because at that point in the story when she's stuck in the mud pit we don't know yet that he won't attack her because he doesn't feel she's a threat it's not until right. she gets stuck in the i think it's a bear trap yeah later in the so yeah you're like oh my gosh like this is gonna take forever for her to get out and we know he's around yeah. so he's hunting oh, like yeah you know because the whole yeah. thing is she's supposed to like the whole thing is she is going through she wants to go through this sort of like uh this event that sort of like gets you prepared for adulthood you know this sort of transitionary mm-hmm. period in your life and it's like you've got to hunt you can't go and hunt something you've got to go and hunt something that's hunting you and so now it's like on the case it's like found some leftover stuff it's it's looking at like i don't know what it is that he finds by one of the bodies but it's like okay he's in he's in finding mode and yeah she's next it's like oh brilliant so smart mm-hmm. how about that bullshit though where like she doesn't have time to prep for this trial you know it's like they see the mountain lion and the bro's like okay like yeah now's the time do it you know <laughs> yeah. is that how it usually goes because if if not i would be complaining if i were her i'd be like wait a minute 
you know, I feel like they usually have a ceremony yeah, where she can yeah, psych herself up a little before. It's more of like a ceremony. But I think what happened yeah. was it literally had taken that other guy from the village <laughs> and they were like, all right, let's go. Like, come on, let's right. prove yourself. And I think and she, that scene was, she's was incredible. Al- she's also like looking for the, her opportunity. Like right. she wants mm-hmm. this more yeah. than anything. So I think even if this even if the situation was stacked against her, which <laughs> it was even more than she, she even realized. But like, I think she's she's just ready to prove herself. And I, I love that about the consistency in that in her character throughout the movie it's mm-hmm. just she's always just like it's fine whatever i gotta do let's get it done that yeah. shot of her in the tree with the lion Amazing. oh <laughs> so, god so that was so so good yeah. that 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 was incredible looking god why can't movies just be this bigger? good i know <laughs> it's Idiots. true uh marcy did you have any other points before we get to our categories so i just want to say we did have to pause the movie immediately after it started because I had seen the dog and there's a wonderful website I can't think of that yeah, you can check if does, an animal makes it. Yeah, does not. the dog die? Something like that. And yeah. I was like, I just, I said, I just need to know because if this dog dies, I'm already in love with it. I, I will not be able to finish this movie just so you know. So I looked it up really quick and I said, we can, we can proceed. The dog's going to be okay. Marcy, so. Marcy, my dog, I have not seen my dog in two months now and it kills oh. me every day. And I had exactly, exactly the same situation. It was like the dog popped up. I was like, I am not ready for this. I'm not ready for yeah. this. And I was like, yeah. I trust you, Dan. You would not, you would not put a dog <laughs> in this movie and take it from us. You wouldn't do that. Uh, thankfully, yeah. it's everything is. Yeah, yeah, I have a high tolerance, extremely high tolerance of watching like gross and like pretty fucked up things. But I like will not watch a movie if a dog dies. Like I would, I didn't even yeah. watch what's that movie a dog's path a dog's life where the dog like live die repeats you know what i'm talking about it came out a couple years ago no, that's no. a movie that live die repeat <laughs> no, i mean no dogs. no it's, it's not really a dog's I need to know a dog's purpose from 2017 oh. with Den- dennis quaid obviously Amazing. uh and josh gad also kind of obviously where it's like the, oh josh josh gad plays the dog he's the voice I of the dog that. Yeah, wow. so basically, like, the dog dies and is reincarnated over multiple, like, years. Sure. I couldn't even, like, you know, not thought I would watch it, but I also, like, re- would refuse to watch the movie. Understood. Even though I'm assuming it's, like, a happy movie, but, <laughs> you know, okay, people. Uh, I, I just Google searched a dog's purpose, and the fourth most asked question on Google is, is a dog's purpose a real story? <laughs> <laughs> Kendra, just type that in right now. <laughs> God bless, God bless the internet. Kendra, uh, anything else for our categories? Um, just one thing is, um, I love this idea. Like throughout the movie, I just kept yelling like, "Fucking pelters!" Like even the first time that dog mm. gets steps on that trap, I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. pelters!" Like of course, ruining even the nicest of stories. Um, and then as the film progresses, it's like, yeah, the predator, a nice story TM'd by Kevin. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you get, and you finally get to meet the pelters and obviously they're dickheads, but it's, there's this, the part where you find the Buffalo, your sort of initial reaction is like, oh, the predator has been here. Um, mm. but you're like, why would the predator do this to like, to what benefit would the predator like skin all of these things? And you realize that like later on that it wasn't the predator, it was these pelters. And I love mm-hmm. this sort of like idea of the that the film gets into about like hunting and uh, mm-hmm. the process of hunting yeah. and what kinds of hunting are like appropriate and what aren't. Mm-hmm. And like these pelters 
and the predator are on equal terms in terms of these are people that will use like if you hate if you hate the predator you hate pelters because pelters are predators you know and it's just yeah this, i love this sort of subtle additional theme that sort of isn't you know out of the way you don't get any lines about it it's just little moments in storytelling that really create depth like marcy said in terms of the lives of animals being important uh, to Native American culture and their, their deep connection. Um, but just the overall sort of ideas in popular culture and watching rich people go off and hunt lions <laughs> yeah. with absolutely no work or effort required. You know, they just go on these trips. And I just, I like when a film can do that with mm. layer in mm -hmm. a little bit of something extra. Yeah. Uh, excellent. So let's get to our categories here on Cinderonauts. We do two categories uh the first is what we call our criterion moment which is the moment scene or sequence in which we think that it would be entered into the criterion collection for movies that are in the criterion collection it's why it was entered however uh prey is not in the criterion collection so we will use this time to make our case uh as to why or why not i'm assuming why uh based on a scene or sequence in the film marcy let us start with you Oh, thank you for letting me go first, because I, I don't know if someone else is going to have this or not. So uh, my criterion uh, pick is the moment where uh, so Naru knows that the predator's out there. She just doesn't know it's the predator yet. And it's her first time. Instead of going with the other women to go pick medicines and herbs and mm -hmm. foods, she walks in the opposite direction. Um, the score really picks up. It's just a beautiful scene. Um, you get to see her travel journey. But it's also... We're on her journey now, too. We know what her mission is. We know what she's going to do. And I I just love this. I think it's my favorite scene of the whole movie. It's just beautiful. And you get this, these beautiful overhead shots that you were kind of talking about earlier, Ian. And you get to see her everywhere she's going. But that she's making her own path and she's making her own decisions. I, I just love that so yeah, much. Yeah, that overhead shot where she's walking in the complete opposite direction of every other uh, person is just like, yeah. okay, like, yes. Like, it, it doesn't take much. Like, this is a simple shot, yeah. but it just gives you everything you need to know. And again, yeah. yeah, there's no argument with her and the other women be like, no, like, this is what yeah. I want to do. They don't have to do that, yeah. which yeah. so many movies fall into because they cannot help themselves but think the audience is dumb. Right. But the audience is not dumb. Yeah. Everyone gets what's happening, and it's it's, it's just so much better. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that that was a great scene, great call. Also, very Terrence Malicky. So yeah, I'm surprised that that is on your list. Uh, catcher. Uh, I think mine is the scene where she finds the buffalo. Uh, just for mm -hmm. sort of like what I was talking about before, in terms of this is a point in the movie where it it starts layering in it's different themes and different ideas and it gives you a great visual. It gives you the themes of the sort of this hunting vibe. It does set up at the time what you think it could be the predator, right? So it's like, okay, now the stakes are real. Like this thing can get gruesome. It just did that to a dog and it'll, and a snake maybe. So it'll do mm -hmm. it to this, like I'm next. Oh my goodness. And, and everything just, yeah, it and it's just all the right things, all the right things. And the music. 
Yeah, shout out to the music. We didn't really talk about the music too much, yeah. but the score is incredible. Crazy good. Oh, <clears throat> especially when the Predators like theme kicks in too. Yeah, it's so good, and it's so it feels so out of place, but it works somehow. You know. Yeah. With, is that oh. the theme from like the original movie? Do you know? Uh, no, it's it's like it might be like a little bit of a rendition of it, but it, right. it definitely feels very new. Newer, and yeah. I I I got pumped every time. Yeah. It came. Like you kind of like root for him a little bit, especially yeah, oh, yeah. when he's with the fur trappers. Yeah. You're like, yes. Kill, kill, Bring kill. <laughs> yeah, and that's what that's what's fun about movies like this and like Alien. I think obviously mm. is is in the same mm-hmm. canon. We're like not so much like Halloween and and night and um, Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. Where like you root for the the monster or the villain until like you don't have to. Whereas like in Halloween and stuff, you're kind of never really rooting for Michael, mm. or maybe yeah. some people do. But that's my feeling for it. Where like the Predator is just sick, so you want the Predator yeah. to do badass stuff. Um, <laughs> Um, let's see. So for my criterion moment, um, mine is not nearly as beautiful as what you two said. Uh, <laughs> but, but for me, I, it is like the, the predator covering himself in bare blood. Like that was oh just so fucking cool. That whole scene uh, is amazing. That whole scene is amazing. Like, um, the lead up to it, how, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they tease the dog scary quite dog a moment, bit. Scary dog moment. Scary, scary dog moment. And the mm-hmm. way, like, the dog runs away, she swims away, she dives into a beaver hole, which comes up later about how she says she's smarter than a beaver. Uh, so maybe thinking, like, she kind of thinks that was a mistake. And, like, the build up into that, how you think the bear is going to kill the predator and the predator just, like, fucking suplexes yeah. the shit out of yeah. it <laughs> and then just like rips it open and covers itself in blood i was like oh my god so like rad. that's so cool yeah. and mm-hmm. and so badass and just like the lead into it is is awesome because you know like we said like they kind of mm-hmm. tease like what does it look like and they get you yeah. halfway there with this moment and it's just just enough to make you really want to see the rest of it yeah um yeah and so that just that whole sequence is is it- incredible and also adding to that like her reaction she is genuinely Amazing. terrified mm-hmm. she's so good so that's what makes it even cooler that she's still like i'm going after this yeah. like she's not afraid to go after and that, it and that's like, the thing because she so. does like she obviously has no concept that this is something from another world like this is you know whatever <laughs> yeah. this is the 1600s or whenever it is it's like you're not assuming anything other than you know lore that they yeah. have right so it's like okay this is a test so I need to I need to do it because this is what I'm this is what I've been chosen to do because this is my mm-hmm. mission. And it's like, OK, I'm- you're right. Yeah. 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 Marcy, there is no moment where she like runs back to the village. It's like we have to leave. Like this is yeah. fucked. Like, we have to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. She, she actually is encouraging people to like to 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 go hunt for them. Um, yeah. That, that's a great call. And our second category is our satellite pick. Uh, we in which we pick a movie. Um, that we think inspire, like, is inspired by this movie, or in this case, since it's brand new, like a movie that we think relates really well to it, that we recommend people watch uh, if they want to get the same prey vibes or something like that. Um, we'll go in reverse order. So Marcy will go last this time. Um, okay. So I'll go first. Uh, I, 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 I was DMing the three of us earlier. I was, I was having a hard time deciding what I thought <clears throat> would be a good pairing. Um, there were some that were fairly like obvious to me but i wanted to search within a little bit more to find what i wanted to go with uh and i landed on another horror movie from 2016 uh and it is called don't breathe 
Have either Ooh. of you seen this movie? Oh, I haven't seen I've this. Not. That's okay. the one where the dude is blind, right? They sneak into a blind yeah. dude's house, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It sounds incredibly stupid on the surface. Uh, and maybe <laughs> it is. I don't know. Um, but basically, it's these kids. They're like, you know, high school kids. They hear about, like, they want to break in this guy's house because the guy's blind. They're going to, like, steal money from him. Um, turns out, I mean, he, turns out he is blind, but he's also, like, a psychopath uh, and has, like, all these tricks to get around and, like, you know, the, and the insanity begins. Uh, I really, 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 really like this movie. <clears throat> um, it is in the same vein where it's about like the hunted and like the hunter. Um, they're both blind, so I guess that's a factor too. Uh, but it, you know, they both involve like the 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 woman lead. Um, you know, really taking matters into her own hands and sort of fighting this like creature or or enemy at the point. Um, I will say, don't breathe has some like as I was saying, like it has some like pretty gnarly moments uh, towards the end in particular. There is like a particularly disturbing scene. That being said, it was commercially released. So it's not like completely <laughs> out there, but I will say there is like a moment at the end. That's like, holy shit. Uh, but don't breathe. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. 3.4 on Letterboxd, but that's, you know, I think it's good for a horror movie. It's pretty good, yeah. Uh, the curve is like everyone is between three and four. Like it's like very low bars and then very high ones. So um recommend don't breathe uh as my pick for it um catcher oh okay i usually cheat but after yeah. last week it got egregious and i've decided <laughs> i can't do this any further and i i need to and this needs to stop so i'm just gonna pick one even though i have many <laughs> but i think i'm gonna go with gravity okay yeah okay, okay hear me out this okay. is a move gravity is one of those movies for me where the visual, the storytelling in this movie is so incredible, and it's all in camera. Like, not in camera, but in frame. Like, it is a film mm -hmm. about, like, stepping up and getting what needs to be done and, like, having, have, like, having a character go through this process, this very complicated process of, like, getting, becoming the person that they know they are. Um, and... I just, yeah, I think it's perfect. It's like in a weird way, like obviously on a much bigger scale, but I think a lot of this similar themes um, and, and just beautiful cinematography that's doing like, not cinematography, but image making. Cinematography mm. is great, but the image making and the storytelling through images is just like super strong. Um, and I think this film is like on par with that and just the way it delicately tells its story brilliantly. Could you imagine Sandra Bullock mm. In a predator movie. <laughs> oh my gosh! What did happen? Yes. Oh my god! Has she done horror before? Like, the, oh, I, I guess is, she did Bird Box. I was gonna say that I haven't seen it, but I was gonna. She, she say was that. in that Murder by Numbers movie with uh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Ryan uh, Gosling. Gosling. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. she she's obviously had thrillers like uh, Speed and Lake House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that movie is a thriller for asking why I spent money to go into that theater. Man, what a movie. That's Keanu, right? Her and Keanu. Yeah, yeah. yeah reunited and it feels so good. Yep. <laughs> Marcy, what is your satellite okay. pick? Okay, well, real, really quick. You guys mentioned Sandra last week with Slim. So I'm just going to say, maybe now discreetly every week you bring up Sandra. Just oh, saying. interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll be the new thing. The new thing? Instead of, we instead of a satellite pig, how do we connect Sandra Bullock to this? Six, six Degrees of Sandra Bullock. Are we yeah. starting a new show? Do Prince, are we starting a new she's show? in Prince of Egypt. Is that a dumb thing for me to say? 
No, she's uh, uh, Moses' sister. Yeah, she's Miriam. Oh. Yeah. Didn't yeah. realize that. Sorry, yeah. rip, rip Prince of Egypt for the 70 millimeter fans. <laughs> uh, Marcy, what okay, is your... So- uh, maybe this is a little bit obvious, and I hope I, I didn't see letterbox reviews for this movie, so I hope you both have seen it. But I actually picked Apocalypto. Mm, yeah, Ooh. that's the so, other one I was kind of leaning towards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think this movie rocks. Mm-hmm. It's wild, and it's all about survival, and it's also a First Nation, yes. you know, lead character. So I just thought those were the really cool connections, and entirely in the language, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Or- it is yeah, right? yeah. entirely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that Mel? G- yeah. Is that Mel Gibson directing all that? Yeah, that is. It, sorry, it is unfortunately Mel Gibson, <laughs> yeah. but the movie is extremely badass. Yeah. It's it's a really crazy movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, Have you watched it recently? I've like wanted to watch it recently, but I'm like, can I really put on a Mel Gibson movie? But, bought it at a five dollar bin at Walmart like a couple years ago, and we oh, yeah. we put it on like I think a couple just a couple years ago, and it still really holds up. And if yeah. you just, it's kind of like Harry Potter stuff, like just disassociate it yeah. from that and you'll you'll have a good time you'll enjoy it yeah Yeah. there are two scenes i actually like think about all the time in like just really good filmmaking the first one uh this isn't a spoiler catcher but like the eclipse scene where the Mm -hmm. like uh you know the the priest notices an eclipse is coming and calls it out before it happens to make it seem like he knew it was happening Mm -hmm. really really brilliant and then not so brilliant but a scene that had like is seared into my memory is when a character jumps off uh uh, a waterfall yeah. and then they hit and they hit a rock and mm-hmm. the sound is just like spine tingling. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. watching that in theater. I was like, holy, like, holy shit, this is yeah. fucking crazy. Um, yeah. Very brutal movie though. Yeah. It, it, it's horrifying, but just in how, like just how evil people can yeah. be. Like that's where the, the scariness comes yeah. in. That movie. Catch you, you've never seen no. it before. No. Oh, I think you would really like it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and again, obviously, I won't spoil. But the end scene, the ending scene of this movie of Apocalypto is so good. Really. Like mm-hmm. something I also like think about a lot. Like, mm-hmm. like for all the fucked upness of Mel Gibson and a lot of his <laughs> movies, uh, you know, again, not having seen it since I guess 2006. Um, there's just like a lot of scenes that I, I do think about when I'm watching other movies um, wow. because I, I do think it's it's really well done. So okay. maybe mm-hmm. give it a whirl. Damn, I'm in. I always got it confused yeah. with like yes. 10,000 BC. And I just <laughs> no, like always no. assume they're <laughs> of equal quality, but I guess that's no, not very true. Different movies. No, no, no. Okay, no. great. Yeah. No. Very different movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, awesome. This was I'm so, a lot of fun. So Great picks. Thank you, Ian. Yeah. Thank you yeah. Thank you guys so much for inviting me on. I really love this movie. So I was so pumped when I got the message. Um, Marcy, for those, again, who haven't listened to the movie mixtape, um, where can they find you? Where can they find you personally on social if you do that? Uh, all that sort of jazz. Yeah, so uh, if you want to check out the movie mixtape, uh, we are on Instagram, just the underscore movie mixtape. Um, I don't know if there's a pod added. I think it's just movie mixtape. I'm Derek's gonna be like, I, oh my gosh, because this is normally what he Marcy, does. On- <laughs> you know, there's a pod added at the end yeah. of it, ain't ya? <laughs> but I think if you go from there, you'll find it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, check us out. Uh, we're having a good time um, on that show. My co-host is British, so that's always entertaining. And mm-hmm. then. Um, I'm on Letterboxd, just Marcy Dale, if you want to follow me. Um, I try to watch good movies, except for um, I gave three and a half stars to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, you watched a good movie. You just rated it incorrectly. Those are 
<laughs> so your your statement remains true. <laughs> um, uh, and we just decided what Boom's return film is going to be, and we're not we're going to keep it secret. <laughs> this is a surprise. But if you're Very here excited. for Pinkies Up film, you're going to be happy we did this movie. <laughs> Excellent choice. Uh, in the meantime, Marcy, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, please get some rest. Apologize for keeping you up <laughs> so late. Uh, it was worth it. <laughs> good. And uh, catch you. I'll talk to you next Can't week. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Bye.